What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Geek Scott Game. First episode of 2020 here. We're excited to get things going for a new year and what is sure to be a memorable year in gaming. I'm Josiah Leroy, and with me, my co-host, my long-lost co-host, Mr. Jeff Pavlak. It's been a while. Good to be back. Uh, it's good to have you back. Good to be back. Uh, so we did not record earlier this month, as we typically do, uh, just scheduling. Uh, and then in December, uh, for that episode, it, it was me and John. Uh, Jeff was feeling a little bit under the weather, so unfortunately, uh, we had to do one without him. But we're back. It's a new year, and we're excited to talk gaming. We've got a lot to get to in today's episode, and we'll start as always, with what is in your system. I've got a lot going on, so I'm going to actually defer it to you, Jeff. What have you been playing since the the start of the new year here? I'm trying to play catch-up right now. Um, There's really nothing brand new immediately coming out that I feel like I need to grab, so I'm trying to get through my backlog, which is just as gigantic as yours. Um, (sighs) One thing I finally started was Dragon Quest Builders 2 for Switch. I actually bought that when it first came out back in July. Did not open the packaging until a couple weeks ago. Really? <laughs> just, I just never had a chance to get to the game. Um, it came out shortly before Fire Emblem Three Houses, um, so, and that took up so much of my time during the summer. It was not too long after Super Mario Maker 2. I was playing that all summer as well. So I just wasn't able to get to this game for all of 2019, but I said, you know, as soon as January rolls around, I'll finally get to that. Um, so I've been playing through that now, taking my time with it. Nice slow experience. It's you know it's a building sim, also a lot of Japanese RPG elements in there. So I'm not rushing through it, taking my time with that. Otherwise, you know I'm always playing Mario Kart. Uh, Tetris 99 gets real addictive very quick. Mm, yeah, um, one of my friends on uh, PlayStation Network. Got to get ready for the new DLC coming out, on Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. So I jump back into that just to stay sharp. New character Byleth from Fire Emblem Three Houses releases next week. So just trying to catch up on some things that were lingering or just sitting around for a while. Well, I um I've got kind quite the list here myself. Uh, it's it's funny. Uh, we'll get to it later in the show. Uh, today's show will be about the the ten most anticipated games of 2020, and uh, a few games on that list have recently been delayed. Um, there's uh, most games actually on that list probably now. We'll go by one by one. They but have been delayed. They hit you uh, when you least expect it. <laughs> miraculously, one of them's already out, so we don't have to worry about a delay there. Uh, but those delays have kind of given me a little bit more time in, in my gaming plate to get uh, some of these these games off of my uh, my backlog, which we'll get to momentarily. But anyway, uh, replayed The Last of Us. First time I played The Last of Us Remastered on PS4. When that game came out, I played it right at launch. Uh, it didn't hit me like it did this time. Like I always felt like there was something wrong with me because I love <laughs> Naughty Dog. Yeah. I love their storytelling ability. Everything, uh, even down to the dynamic of, of how their, their games play out. And The Last of Us, I always liked it, but I always felt guilty for not loving it. Well, I'm happy to say I love it now. Mm. Um, I'm, it made, st- I'm still on the like it category. It made a <laughs> Sorry. Huge, I don't, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine because I just recently came to the dark side. Uh, it's funny like how having that second playthrough really made a big difference to me. It, uh, it allowed me to really just take my time with it, go through it, even though I played it um, in just a few days' time. John Fick said he beat it in one night once. That sounds like, yeah, one no, sitting. You can do that. I mean, it's not a super super long game. No, but still, that ta- a, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong; it still takes a lot of time, but it's not, you know, completely out of the question. No, it's not crazy. Um, but 
I so I, I played through everything and I remember Colin Moriarty back in the day when he was back on IGN, he said uh, whereas <laughs> Uncharted is a, a like a big juicy hamburger, you gotta dive right in. Uh, the Last of Us is a steak. It's something to be savored. And I was like, that is a wonderful analogy. That is probably, yeah, a good way to describe it. That's how it is. And man, I just, I got so crazy with looting and looking for everything I could. And I was so much better this time around because I took my time with it. And I wasn't fresh off of the heels of playing probably Uncharted 3 at the time. So uh, also played the Left Behind DLC. That is some fantastic DLC. One of the best I've ever played. For as far as DLC goes, do you think John had that in his playthrough when he beat it all in one day? Um, <laughs> probably not. He could have because that's only about I. Th- I was two and a half hours for me. Yeah, <laughs> so it it was good, but we you get more Ellie, and you know that's always a good thing. So that is a really nice, uh, probably prelude into uh, the Last of Us Part Two a little bit. Um, and it's funny because there's so many Last of Us fans that have not played that DLC. And that, I think, is a fairly important DLC to play. But I'm not going to spoil anything. you got to play it for yourself. Uh, next game on my list, I've just got two more here. Um, Resident Evil 2. So we've talked about it many a time. I, f- I finally got a good Resident Evil experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you, now you know we, why people love the franchise so much. Yeah, I, you got at least one taste of it. I didn't have my doubts, but oh my gosh. So my, the only, if you didn't listen to past episodes of Geek Scott Game, the only one I've ever played in the series is Resident Evil 6. Can you, can you imagine like starting with that? If you're, listen, if you're listening, I am giving the biggest thumbs down possible right like, now. <laughs> Just awful. Absolutely awful. I um, I remember playing, I, I played the one campaign, I don't even remember who I played as in Resident Evil 6, and I remember texting Jeff, kind of just feeling guilty and being like, hey, I don't have to finish any of these other campaigns, do I? And, like, nope, nope. You know, no. Throw it in the fire. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm happy to say that Resident Evil 2, uh, you know, last year's remake, played it for PS4, it is absolutely gorgeous. My gosh, and it just looks unbelievable. It's one of the best remakes ever. I like. I, I think there's Hands no down. question about that. It is one of the greatest remakes in video games ever made. It looks amazing. It plays beautifully. Uh, I played as Claire. I, oh, yeah. I, I did Claire's run through. And it is such a good story. It is, to me, and I'm sure a lot of people would agree, and again, I'm new to the party, but the epitome of survival horror yeah. in video games. It really is. Um, same thing with Last of Us. I kind of I looted like there is no tomorrow. Yeah, there, usually that's not me. There are some similarities between this remake of Resident Evil Two and the Last of Us game de- uh, game design. I, I, I can definitely see that. There are. I think about it. Your ammo is scarce. Yeah. you've got to be very precise. You've mm-hmm. got to be calculated. Sometimes you got to run. You got to uh, be stealthy. Sometimes there's there's no shortage to your options in terms of discovery. Interesting comparison. I like that, actually. Another weird comparison, and you might roll your eyes, but be, uh, particularly the first probably quarter or first third of the game when you are in the police station, like the the actual police station out underground, yeah. is it reminded me of why I fell in love with Arkham Asylum because it was this contained, mm, yeah, haunting... Yeah just this dark place that was up for discovery. And a lot of the story was told through what you found. And you're kind of trapped in there. Can't escape necessarily. Right. Yeah. And eventually that. you branch out into the world. Yeah. Uh, but it's not right away. Right. And it's funny that I think of the last of us and Arkham as two games that it kind of ties to because those games may have been inspired 
back in the day. Maybe, yeah. Original Resident sure, Evil 2. Sure, sure. So um, I know Seth was really happy that I love that one so much. Like a proud parent. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the other one I've talked about for ages that I haven't played, but I finally played Rage 2. So Black Friday was on sale, fourteen ninety nine. Went to Xbox Game Pass right after that, but that's okay. If you have Game Pass, go play it. It's it's exactly what I thought it would be. It was a blast. It's not a game of the year by any means, but uh, it's just a lot of fun. It gets repetitive fairly quick, unfortunately. However, I got to say, other open world games could take a lesson from it, and its main story is only about 10 to 11 hours. Hmm. I didn't feel like I was grinding unnecessarily. I didn't feel like I was at a disadvantage for not leveling up certain weapons or my health. It just was a good blend. But you could play it as yeah. long as you want still. See, maybe this is my unfamiliarity with the game talking, but I, you know, when I first think of Rage 2, I think of first-person shoot- shooter more so than like open-world action-adventure game. So when I hear 10 to 11 hours for that, I think, oh, okay, that's actually a pretty decent length for a campaign. But obviously this is not... This is closer to maybe fallout than call of duty maybe oh yes okay yes no doubt about it i did not play as rage too so that's why i'm i would say a little ignorant of it apparently so i always made the doom comparison in terms of gameplay ah yeah yeah. yeah. so how fast and how crazy in your face doom yeah. is rage definitely has that. i see okay um in terms of campaign 10 to 11 hours it's how you want to play it really right yeah it's... um i wanted to play this and just go through the story I actually did a fair amount of side stuff in there. So maybe this campaign is a little shorter than that, maybe closer to eight or nine hours. But there's um, a really good map, different regions that you can visit, and a bunch of different weapons that are just, you know, no pun intended, a blast to, to play with. So Rage 2, like I said, I, I you know, $15 is a pretty good deal. But go play it if you're on Xbox Game Pass Ultimate because that is... That's a good one, for sure. Moving on to our next segment, we actually introduced this last episode of Geek Scott Game. Um, it's something called Backlogged. So with the new generation of systems finding their way to market later this year, we thought, odds are, you know, with the gamers that we are, we've got a lot of games either sitting on our shelf or our digital storage that we just haven't gotten around to yet. And we do. So <laughs> We absolutely do. We're limiting it to, for the time being to just one game. Last uh, last week I or last month I mentioned Fallout 4. Speaking of unwrapped games, that is wrapped on my shelf. <laughs> haven't played it yet. I intend to. I just haven't gotten there yet. So I'll let you go first, Jeff. What's a game that is backlogged for you right now that you just haven't gotten to but you own? Um, or maybe you don't own. And you know you're going to at some point. Yeah, I did. I don't own it, but I am going to get to it someday because I was so excited for it when it first came out. Um, Damon X Machina, that it was a new uh, mecha action game that released middle of September of last year, and it just got caught right in the whirlwind of all the releases that were hitting the Switch at the end of August and throughout September. I was playing Astral Chain at that time. Um, the Link's Awakening remake came out right after it, I think a week after it. Dragon Quest Eleven, the definitive edition, came out a week after, sorry, two weeks after that then. So I just, I just never had a chance to get to it at the time. And I really wanted to because for as long as uh, it had been hyped up, it was revealed at actually E3 2018. Um, I was always excited for it. I love mecha action games. I'm a huge Gundam and Macross fan. I just never got around to it, though, because I had so much else to play in uh, in September. So maybe someday. 
I Whenever am I have the time. a little bit surprised you didn't get to that one. But no, just didn't have the time for it. Not surprised from the standpoint of how stacked your August slash September was from a, really a gaming was, standpoint. Yeah. So there was a lot going on. Um, for oh, me, I got another yeah, one. Let's do it. Luigi's Mansion 3. Oh, no! I, I, I had to miss that one, too. Well, you're welcome to borrow it. Right, yeah, and, and I'm pretty yeah, we could. Uh, which is something I've always wanted that, to do. Yep, I can't believe I forgot about uh, that, but yep, Luigi's Mansion 3. was one of my favorite games of 2019. It looked like so much fun. It was I so just, much fun. I just couldn't get to it. That's okay. <laughs> it was one of my uh, three that I kind of pegged that I wanted to play. Uh, it was Call of Duty, it was that, and uh, Jedi Fallen Order, of course. <laughs> Man, what a, what a dichotomy of games there. I know, I'm, I'm, I'm very diverse when it comes yes. to gaming. <laughs> I've got your bro first-person shooter, you know, in COD, which we saw took up, what, six out of the ten spots for the top ten selling games of the decade? Yeah, Call of Duty. It was Call of Duty, GTA was in there, Red Dead Redemption was in there. I mean, GTA 5 was not surprisingly number one. No, <laughs> but Red Dead Redemption 2 was a little bit surprising to me, only in the fact that it came out so right. late. Hell yeah. Because when I say that, you know, all the other games had time to build up throughout the years from 2010 on. This one came out uh, two years ago. G- GTA 5 has sold more copies than some countries have people. <laughs> <laughs> It's very true. <laughs> like I would, I would actually love to see a comparison of GTA 5's total sales to countries worldwide <laughs> by population. Just throw it in like a population counter. Yeah, like it's got to have more than. I mean, it's the biggest I, selling <laughs> bit of entertainment ever. So right, you're talking music albums, movies, <laughs> video games. I, I would love to see Books, that statistic. Even. Like that's that's up there. That's unbelievable. I might put that together if no one else has yet. You really should. And that would make for a nice Reddit post <laughs> for you. Right. <laughs> um, so backlogs for me, I'm going to mention one game, another one in its wrapper, but not so old. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Ah, so I did yes. not love Origins. No, I was one of the no, you did not. few people in the world who did not love Origins. And I'm a longtime Assassin's Creed fan. So Odyssey really seemed like it took a lot from Origins without having played Odyssey and made it a lot better. Um, It is more RPG than any Assassin's Creed game appears to be. And the whole thing with the story, the setting, and the ability to play as Cassandra really spoke to me. So that is a game I'm going to dive into, of course, uh, I'd like to say soon. With some of the delays that came recently, I think I've got a little more time now. However... I'm about to dive into Bloodborne for the first time. Oh, yes. Yeah, but so my next two games, ready? Uh, I may have to mix it up a bit. I don't know if I can play these side by side. I'm so pumped that you're picking Bloodborne. Oh, yes. Uh, I loaded it last night. Nice. Bloodborne. Yep. And Sekiro. Very so good. I've got a, a lot of my plate there, but I want to beat them before Excellent choices. March 11th. That's my first game of 2020, and it's uh, Ori. Gnarly. So Gnarly. Between Ori and uh, Doom. Uh, we want to know, we want to hear from you, the community. What is a game in your backlog? Or give us a list. What are some games you just haven't gotten to, but want to, or even possibly own? Drop us a comment at facebook.com slash thegeekiverse and get in our community discussion there. Um, this is not something I put on our itinerary, mm-hmm. but I wanted to ask anyway, because it just kind of hit me. But we'll maybe use this as a community question. Was there a game or a series that did not find its way to this generation for PlayStation 4 or Xbox One specifically mm-hmm. that you were disappointed it didn't? Right. My answer that I wouldn't say disappointed, but I, I, I think I would have liked to have seen a reboot of some sort was Dead Space. Right. 
We got nothing, not even a remaster, which is a little bit odd. Yeah. We didn't get a Dead Space trilogy collection. And I know Dead Space 3 was not super well received. Understandably so. Still a good game, though. It got away from what made 1 and 2 so awesome. It did. But it's still a good game, like you said. Yeah. And I, I, the reason why we haven't seen that is apparently EA was not fond of the sales for that. But that was a case where... That sounded like on pa- partially EA's fault, though. No, exactly, because on, on paper, the sales were fine. I think it sold, what, between one to two million, something like that? I believe it did. But you know, the, produ- the production costs of some games nowadays are just astronomical. It's, it's absurd how expensive, yeah, some of sure. the, how expensive it is to develop some of these AAA games, and it's like, you can't, ex- you can't necessarily expect every game to sell five million copies. I mean, Dead Space is not necessarily going to be that mainstream juggernaut. Man, because because most franchises aren't. That's not that's not a knock against Death Space. That's just that's the case for the vast majority of properties. With playing Resident Evil Two here mm-hmm. um, in the last few weeks, it got me to thinking about like my favorite horror games ever. Resident Evil Two is up there. Like I can't speak enough to it. And I go back to that original Dead Space. Oh and yeah, I, I love Two as well. 100%. Two was awesome, but yeah. probably tip the the hat to One in terms of atmosphere. Oh, one hundred percent unbelievable that was probably the first big survival horror game to come out following resident evil 4 because resident evil 5 was a big departure in terms of tone it was much more action adventure much more blockbuster kind of action than the um the good blend of horror and action that resident evil 4 had but then dead space came in and i mean it really had some just crippling atmosphere and dread the you know the survival horror elements with your weapons uh, not being able to really pause the game whenever you were cycling through menus, it was yeah. more, it was just always in real time. You beat the game with the weakest weapon possible somehow. <laughs> I, I we always joke about that. My biggest badge uh, in gaming. Expl- that, that explain one. that if someone ha- if someone hasn't heard this before on the podcast. So I, I, went, I I didn't change weapons the entire time in Dead Space. I didn't know it was an achievement until I got it. The plasma uh, cutter. <laughs> plasma cutter. I used it all throughout the game, um, including the end boss, which I. Um, I don't believe I died once for, but I did not play in the easiest setting. I typically play games on normal or medium, whatever you know it lines up to be. So I, I Dead Space man, that's the way I feel about Resident Evil Two is how I last felt about a game going back to Dead Space, yeah. just specifically. But I think about also I loved Until Dawn. That was another horror game. Uh, that, uh, yeah, probably one of my favorites. And then I don't know if we count Telltale's The Walking Dead or not, but um, that's always got a special place in my heart. Um. So, is there a series for you off the top of your head that comes to mind? Well, yeah, at this point, Bayonetta, because when the heck is Bayonetta 3 coming? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, look, he's just <laughs> like me with the next Arkham game. Sorry. What's I, going on with that, by the way? Arkham or Bayonetta? Arkham. Which one? Because both of them are r- rustling rustle my jimmies. <laughs> Don't rustle his jimmies, folks. Well, wait, didn't we just get... The logo or something for the most recent, or sorry, for the upcoming Batman game. Yes, what but is that's it? exactly how it's. That it's is exactly what we know. Uh-huh. Did we get the logo or something? Okay, like, obviously, yeah, I, that's I, what it is. I we, see. We think it's the logo for the new Arkham game. What a weird tease! Going all the way back to September now, they're just I don't know. <laughs> it's going to come out in October, just like Arkham Origins did, <laughs> right before the new generation. I want it though. I know yeah. I want it. It's like a drug. I'm addicted. Yeah, no, what we've it's been a lot. It's not even Rocksteady. Yeah, what is I, Rocksteady doing? So we know Rocksteady's working on a next gen game at this point. Yeah. I mean Bayonetta, yeah, that's the thing. But yeah, no, also Bayonetta, what the heck is going on at Platinum Games with that? So 
Yeah, that's weird, right? I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know either. Do I mean, think- we we got Astral Chain from them, and yeah. I was very happy with that. But I want Bayonetta three already. Me too, and I <laughs> very very yeah, you're right. I looked at my Xbox library because um, I have so many games from Games with Gold. Every you just year. want it to come out so that my heart rate goes down to a normal level. Yes, I care about you. You're right. Um, I have the original Bayonetta for 360. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. even realize it was in my library. It must have been a game uh, of the month at one point for Games with Gold. Ten years old now. We'll get. We'll mention that later uh, in another segment. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Ten yeah. years old now. Amazingly. Well, why don't we jump into to that here? We'll go on to. Uh, well, no, no, no. We'll we hold got, that we got, yeah, yeah, we got. It. <laughs> we'll do uh, notable. Releases. I was going to stop you if you didn't stop no, yourself. Thanks. I was going a, a little too far ahead there. Notable releases for the month of February. As we we get into February here, just a few days left in January. What is a, a game? Uh, maybe that you've got circled or highlighted on the calendar. We'll chronicle just a few of those here. But uh, Jeff. What what's one that's got your eye here? Um, I might check out Devil May Cry three, the special edition coming out for Switch. That one that one's just got some humor surrounding it because everybody was convinced that the fifth DLC character for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate was going to be Dante, hmm. and I mean this was this was even leading up to the day of a, the announcement for that character, um, and then when the Nintendo Direct aired it it did not turn out to be Dante. It turned out to be another Fire Emblem character and there was so much backlash against it. Because, Don't you hate to see yeah, that? Yeah, oh, people were so mad. And Dante would have been really cool to see in Super Smash Bros. Yeah, Brothers. for sure. I think he would have fit in perfectly with that, but it was not meant to be. Is what it is at this point. Yeah. Uh, kind of funny that, it, yeah, there's a little subtle irony to it. I, I mean, uh, every character had been a third-party character so far. We hadn't had a Capcom representative. You know, you know, the 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 what do you call it the special edition of devil may cry 3 is finally coming to a nintendo console all the all the chips seem like they were there man would you believe i've never played a devil may cry they're very good games i reckon well the first and third one and then the fourth the second one was kind of a disappointment back in the day but one three four and then five most recently was outstanding and all of them are very good games xbox game pass right now I was about to be surprised by that, but then I realized that is almost a year old now because it came out right. spring of last year. I forget that it's 2020 and that 2019 is behind us. I could say <laughs> it every episode here. What a deal Game Pass Ultimate is. It really, yeah. Like, go uh, just try it. And that's how they get you, by the way. But, right. <laughs> but give it a shot. Yeah. Uh, I had my eye on that as well. Devil May Cry 3 Special Edition for Switch because I'm always looking for more games for my Switch. I just love it. Right. Um, the appeal to play on a handheld is something just that I always wanted with my Vita and never got quite to the level that we have on Switch. Right. Uh, so there's, speaking of Switch, I yeah. did uh, forget to mention, I've been playing a lot of Star Wars Pinball. Ah, uh, yes. That came out in the, the fall. That is awesome. Yeah, that's a fun game. FX I, Pinball, but all mm-hmm. Star Wars tables, so it spans all the movies. Uh, we don't have any Episode Nine yet. I imagine we'll get DLC. But everything, Solo, Rogue One, all the Skywalker films, Clone Wars and Rebels. That's awesome. It's yeah. pretty great. Uh, Switch is so good for indie games, man. It, it is. has such a great library of smaller titles like that. Oh my gosh! Oh, it's it's funny because I remember like just the first year of the Switch, like it was like all right, the library is kind of there as any as with any first year console, and then it just exploded <laughs> in, in year two, and we're thousands of games in. I feel like at this point, um, Life is Strange two. You get the you can get the complete season of that PS4, Xbox One, PC on February fourth. 
I am not a fan of that. I wanted it to be so bad, but I played the first episode and nope, wasn't for me. Um, I may circle back though because John told me the, to get past the first episode, so I don't know, uh, you know, if that'll be a thing for me. Zombie Army Four has been promoted heavily on Xbox One. Uh, I've been seeing the ads for that. Yakuza Five is a big title on PS4 coming February 11th. That's been out in Japan for like a year, I think. I think so. so. I think it's just the translation that took a while. I was kind of like, hey, what? I thought this was out already. Yeah. Uh, Street Fighter Five Champion Edition. That's a big deal. Uh, mm-hmm. That's coming out on PS4 and PC on the 14th. Darksiders Genesis. This kind of fell under the the radar a bit. Oh uh, yeah, big time actually. Like the Darksiders game used to be a little bit more of a big deal than this. Well, it, it part of the problem was the THQ situation. That's true. I mean, hey, once you know, once the pillar on that fell, everything underneath it kind of got crushed. Unfortunately, Darksiders along with it. The nice thing here is that day one we're getting a Switch release alongside Xbox One and PS4. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So hopefully that, that holds true. Also on February 14th, which is a busy day here, we see Street Fighter, Darksiders, also Dreams, which is hotly anticipated for a lot of PS4. Uh, if you don't have a Valentine that day, look, there's plenty of games to play. <laughs> you can build one in Dreams, folks. <laughs> oh, man. I'll see myself out. Uh, February 25th, DLC for Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, Remind uh, is just coming to Xbox One. I, I imagine that's just a timed exclusive. Let's say, what's the story behind that if it's just Xbox One? Uh, yeah, I tried to look up the synopsis and I was even confused because y'all know my feelings on Kingdom Hearts 3. I, I hmm. enjoyed it, but... No, no, no. I mean, why is it only on Xbox One? I, I don't mean what's the, what's the premise oh, for the I, DLC. It, it's got to be a timed exclusive. Okay, yeah. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Mega Man Zero ZX Legacy Collection on February 25th, and mm. that's probably it for me for the month here. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention um, Fire Emblem Three Houses DLC coming out February 13th. Whole new story, whole new house you can play through and use as um, as your students and your sol- as your soldiers. I wanted to go back to Fire Emblem Three Houses since I beat it over the summer. I just played through only one um leg of the story but i want to go back and play through a different chapter of it find another 60 hours to, to beat that somehow yeah and now there's dlc no less a whole new story to play through so and the game that appeared on our uh, best games of uh, 2019 list i was very happy to see it get on there it absolutely deserved it i yeah. love i love that game very very nice lists uh, overall I we do say. have a good yeah we do have a good list of best 2019 games you can check that out right now at thegeekiverse.com it's up uh moving on we'll go to honoring the past here so uh this segment typically we will go back 10 and 20 years and look at video game releases in the same month so we're going to be looking at january and february of the year 2000 and the year 2010 and just kind of reminiscing about some of the games that uh released or debuted those months it was kind of a fun segment we started last year and we uh we really enjoyed it because 2009 was really good i think 2010 is very impressive. We'll find out early on here. But going back to the year 2000, some very notable games. Not a lot of them, but some pretty notable ones right off the bat here. First up uh, that we see jump off the list is Crazy Taxi. So yes, it was in arcades prior to that, 99, right? Yeah. Um, However, it made its debut on systems with Dreamcast. (laughs) So Crazy Taxi, I feel like that was... Kind of like the flagship, right? Like you always associated that with Dreamcast. That or Sonic, one of the two. Sure. Yeah, either one of the two. Um, 
I mean, I didn't have a Dreamcast, so I, I didn't play this until years later. I think it was re-released on all the systems. I don't know that mistaken. I ever played a Dreamcast, actually, outside of like in a Kmart yeah. or like a Toys R Us. The old demos that they used to have. Yeah, I don't think I ever actually played one. Uh, Crazy Taxi, of course, at arcades. You know, I've definitely uh, taken part there, but that's a big title for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would have mentioned as well, uh, January 24th, uh, same day, oh, Mario yeah. Party 2 yep. and 64. Uh, my favorite Mario Party ever made. I, I, I am not kidding when I say this. I still occasionally play that game to this day. Um, me and my older brother, we have two childhood friends who grew up down the street from us. We used to play that game religiously. Anytime they came over to our house, we would play it. So like during the summer when we were all off from school, we're playing that thing three to four times a week. It was just such a staple of our childhood. So from time to time, uh, whenever I see my older brother, we still play that. Or whenever we see our two friends who we've grown up with, we jump in there and it, you know we're screaming and yelling at each other just like when we were kids again but that game is such a special place in my heart from what it meant to me when i was younger now that's that's what makes gaming special to a degree right yep so those memories it's those you know playing halo land parties like things like right. that uh it's very special do you remember how i got my copy of mario galaxy signed by charles martinet yeah the voice actor for mario if i ever meet him again i want him to sign my copy of mario party 2 because i have the original cardboard box that yeah. came with uh, you know, the N64 game. I love exciting. how games used to come in those boxes back in the day. Oh, for, for sure. N64. I, I really miss those. I am still, uh, speaking of N64, I'm waiting on my copy of, uh, I got the collector's edition of the re-release of uh, Shadows of the Empire. Nice. Yeah. So it Dash Rendar, man. <laughs> yeah. Purple cartridge comes in uh, one of those, uh, like, oh my gosh, Hasbro action figure cases. And it's, re- oh, yeah. it, it's resealable. So uh, it's from oh, limited that's run That's so games. cool. That is so cool. Yeah, I, I cannot wait to uh, to Li- get that. Limited run is such a great concept. They are awesome. Uh, yeah, they they are, are. They're teasing that they inked a really, really, like their biggest deal ever. Right. And I can't fathom what that would be. Good for them. Last summer, they had a bunch of Star Wars releases that were just super thrilling. <laughs> uh, I got Bounty Hunter on PS4 and Racer's Revenge on PS4. And it's been great for your uh, your Star Wars collection. Yeah, it really has. It's been awesome. So kudos to those guys. Um, anything else for 2000 that you wanted to mention? Oh, mm. we want to jump into February while we got it up here? Uh, sure. Uh, so we talked about Resident Evil. I don't know if this is uh, significant at all. Resident Evil Code Veronica? Yeah, because that's really, I mean, that was Resident Evil 4 before Resident Evil 4 came out. What I mean is that that was the fourth big Resident Evil game. It just didn't have the number and the title. Okay. That was a really cool one. I, It's not one of the better known ones because the original 2 and 3 are just so iconic. Uh, but Code Veronica was a very good game. Uh, kind of got away from the fixed camera angles and like the pre-rendered backgrounds. Um, definitely heightened the action a little bit. But that was a really that was a really good one. I like what I like the advancements that it made for the game design. Uh, had a pretty cool story involving Claire, Chris Redfield, and then Wesker was heavily involved in it. Um, but that and, and part of the other reason why it's not quite as well known is because it originally released on Dreamcast. It wasn't yeah. for PlayStation Two or PlayStation GameCube, what or what have you. Back in the day, it was originally just a Dreamcast game, so it kind of flew under the radar. Um, that's one I hope someday gets a remake in the same vein as Resident Evil Two and Resident Evil Three is about to get. Wow, that's super exciting. I get to, I feel like I get to relive all these because I didn't go through them the first time. Yeah, even though they are you know built from the ground up, uh, but going through, uh, like I said, Resident Evil Two, I, I really can't speak enough to it. Uh, for February 2000, 
There was uh, Dead or Alive 2. That's a, f- a fairly prominent gaming series. Need for Speed Porsche Unleashed. I don't know really anything about. That came out on, on PlayStation 1. And uh, also Rayman 2, The Great Escape. So that that's a big deal. Oh, yeah, totally. My gosh. Um, same day as Rayman 2, we got Pokemon Stadium. Was that, this, was, uh, that was a huge deal back in the day. I was going to say, I, I never played this, but I remember seeing it everywhere i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure that was the first time we saw any kind of pokemon game on a home console i uh, might have been and really that was one of the earliest pokemon games in general because up to that point you really only just had pokemon red blue and maybe yellow so the pokemon franchise especially video games was very young at the time uh, but this was the first time you got to see any kind of 3d renderings of the pokemon it was just the spectacle of it back in the day to see charizard and blastoise on your tv was something really cool um, and being able to battle them with that because not everybody had the link cable to battle on your game boys back in the day. Oh, right. this, this was long before there was any kind of Wi-Fi connection, any kind of online connection. So you weren't able to do much competitive play without those accessories or without you know, Pokemon stadium or what have you. Um, so that was, that was really fun back in the day. It's the kind of game that you really wouldn't see anymore nowadays because online infrastructure is, made its concept basically obsolete it's like what would be the point of pokemon stadium when we can already battle just between pokemon sword and shield on our switches like there's no need for it anymore. right yeah it's uh it's different yeah. it, I, I remember seeing that everywhere for sure that was uh that was a big deal uh moving forward jumping to uh the year 2010 so like you said a lot happened this year we got yeah, uh, xbox did. 360 slim middle of the year uh, we'll look at some january and february releases here uh it's funny as we look over time and this was a theme last year how there are so few releases that would come out in uh really the beginning of the year yeah and now it's just like every day is just full of it although apparently 2010 was loaded for the beginning of the year it's kind of amazing i was looking over this list before there was a lot that came out in january and february back then so ironically two franchises we've talked about already yep uh, bayonetta and darksiders both debuting right. on January 5th. Same day. PS3, Xbox 360. Yep. Kind of amazing. Really? Uh, and it's always fun looking back and seeing games that ended up launching franchises and how close they were to releasing to each other, yeah. whether it was on the same day or the same week. But there we go. Yep. Kind of amazing. Uh, Assassin's Creed 2 Discovery, I'm only mentioning that because that was an offshoot of Assassin's Creed 2. This was a downloadable game on your iPhone or your, your tablet. So oh, that I mean, was a mobile game? Yeah. Ah. Uh, I don't. I never played it, but I remember when it came out, and this was almost like the beginning of the stem of everything Assassin's Creed under that huge umbrella of media releases. I see. Uh, January 12th, Army of Two, the 40th day. Not a great game necessarily, but... Um, one that had legs. I always remember at GameStop, that was a game that always came up, uh, believe it or not. Uh, kind of going through the list here. <laughs> there's, a Hill. Lot, there's a lot, man. Shattered Memories. That was a, Oh, well, that was, was the PS2? PS2 PSP re-release. It originally came out on the Wii. That was a really cool game. You talk about psychological horror at its finest. That game was messed up. Yeah, that's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, that, that one is really, really creepy. Man, I was really looking forward to playing Silent Hills. Yeah, right. Did you see that hack recently that the ghost is following you the entire time? 
No. Someone hacked it and it, they found out that the ghost is like basically behind you the entire time. Oh my god. From gosh. the first person perspective, which you can't see because, you know, obviously you only have that one perspective, but someone managed to take the camera beyond the the avatar. Ooh. And the ghost is basically following you through the house the entire time. Yow. That is one of the worst, you know, what if stories of all time in video games. What that would that is... game have been like if it had gotten, you know, to, to to see you know to be fully realized, that sucks, oh, man. Yeah, yeah man, we're right to that one. Maybe we'll never get it. No, probably not. Unfortunately, uh, January twenty sixth. A uh, few titles here we want to mention. Is a but big day. One of my favorite games of all time, Mass Effect two, uh, debuting on Xbox three sixty and Windows, and I believe it was a timed exclusive for. 360 because i remember they were not originally all on ps3 at first later they re-released mass effect one and two on ps3 yeah um i don't remember how far after it came out but anyway man that was a game changer for science fiction uh in terms of storytelling in video games would you say that's your favorite mass effect i think so or the best at least i would say so i honestly one is very good yeah and it's got its own identity Two was like the perfect storm of everything. Right. Three is actually outstanding as well. Obviously, we can talk about the ending controversy here in a different light, but that notwithstanding, remarkable consistency across the series. Yeah. And one could have been looked at as a little bit clunky in comparison to Mass Effect 2, but not a lot. Yeah. Uh, But I, I remember, again, I worked at GameStop, and I had read before Mass Effect 3 came out that they kind of build them as movies have Star Wars, TV has Star Trek, gaming has Mass Effect. And I was sold. I was like, I need to play this. And our friend Tony Fazanella was a huge Mass Effect fan. And he's like, dude, you got to get into it. So I bought Mass Effect 1 and 2 at, like New Year's, the year that Mass Effect 3 was coming out that March. And I, I rifled through 1 and 2, but without like skipping an inch of extra gameplay. Like I played through every yeah. side quest I possibly could. I can't believe how much of a, an awesome experience that was from an RPG standpoint coming from someone who typically likes to go from point A to B and play my story. All right. I um, mean, I don't typically love role-playing games, but th- man, do yourself a favor and go back and play these before we get too much further away from them. Because as time goes on, you won't appreciate them as much. There's certain games I've missed and I go back to, and I know I'm not appreciating it because I didn't appreciate it in the era that it came out in. So we've moved past it in terms of quality. But those games uh, were awesome. Andromeda obviously had its issues, but the Mass Effect 2 is one of my favorite games ever. Same day, we get Mag, which was a PS3 exclusive that we could play. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> 256 players we said earlier yeah 256 players concurrently oh my gosh and so like funny. basically on the same map it's hilarious how like we think like it was a huge deal when battlefields is like 64 players well there was a time right <laughs> kids when we could do 256 anyway i think seth played it i feel like that's why we talked about it before i think that was probably it because yeah that was playstation 3 exclusive no more heroes 2 ah yes so we've we're going to talk but, about a little bit no more heroes <laughs> In a bit, right? But <laughs> let's reminisce here quickly about the the second. Game. Yeah, it's just it was, it was so cool that that this is coming up now because No More Heroes three. It's now ten years since this last game came out. Um, no More Heroes three was announced over the summer at Nintendo's E three um, 
presentation. And it, it just blows my mind that it's been 10 years since this last one. No More Heroes 2 was a really good sequel. Um, it was just as crazy, just as bonkers as the original. Gave you different, uh, more weapons you could use in battle. Uh, just kind of upped the insanity to a level that even the original didn't quite hit. But those were such cool games. I, I really look back on those finally from the Wii. Um, what, two of the very few games that actually use motion control wisely, I would say. Um because it didn't it didn't make it pervasive. It wasn't like you had to just waggle your way through combat mindlessly. Um, you only use the motion control for finishing moves or for the height differential. So depending on what angle you held the Wii remote, you would be attacking at different angles: high, medium, low. So that was a great way to implement that. But I just I look back so fondly on the No More Heroes games. If I ever cut my hair again, I think I want to be Travis Touchdown for Halloween some <laughs> yeah, year. That would be perfect. <laughs> What um what was the first system or the first game out on? If the, the second, Wii, it was Wii also. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so they came out in relatively short order. Yeah, and I think we waited a long time. I think the original one was two thousand eight, and then obviously this one was two thousand ten. Gotcha. You know, they came out on the Wii because the um, director Goichi Suda, he clearly didn't want to make a high budget action game like what you would need to have on 360 or PlayStation 3. So he went with the, you know, the weaker hardware on the Switch. Um was able to use a little bit more stylized art direction. This was all cell shaded, looked like it was straight out of an anime. And then also he was able to use the motion control in there that like I said before was actually used wisely. It's one of the few cases where motion control I would say benefited the game. Um And that's important. Yeah. For sure. Because there weren't too many of us, at least not from third parties. Nintendo knew how to use motion control. Third parties didn't seem to get, or at least didn't, you know, just didn't embrace it quite as much, which is understandable. I mean, it wasn't their hardware. When it becomes a gimmick, that's a problem, right? right? Yeah. So, well, we'll be talking about that shortly in our top 10 most anticipated games of the year. Um, Kind of amazing. We'll jump on to February here of 2010 and i it's so funny there's a few games in here that jump off at me and one again another one of my top 10 probably favorite games of all time is yeah. on this list what we, i didn't what? even realize okay but we'll we'll go down the list here uh we may not have to go very far you know what uh february 9th uh, bioshock 2 so bioshock was recently in the news because we're getting a new one okay. uh, a new bioshock game yeah. we talked about it last episode of geek scott game I actually just went back and purchased the the Bioshock collection for my Xbox One, which has all three games on there, because John yelled at me for not playing the <laughs> Infinite DLC, <laughs> and he's right. Yeah, I, he, I can't he, believe he, I didn't he was play. he was justified in yelling at you. He was absolutely. Okay. So I finally went and did it. It's okay. funny, John and I have like this synergy when it comes to gaming. Um, like you and I have, I think. In some cases, pretty different tastes. We do. For our no, there's games. no doubt about that. But have like a pretty deep appreciation. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we're both extremely passionate about games. We yes. just we just like very different games. Like, there's a trust level there. Like <laughs> if I was like, what game should I buy for my Switch next? Yeah. Say it and I would get it. Right. Knowing what I like and what I may want to try that you like. John and I are the same gamer, which yeah. is not always good to always have the same taste. But what is nice is if he's discovered something or if I've discovered something and the other hasn't played it, we know the other will like it which yeah. is really cool so i'm uh i'm probably gonna just play bioshock one and infinite with the dlc because mm. uh two was a little bit less memorable but no doubt a highly anticipated game when it came out because bioshock the original was one of the oh, most yeah. mind-blowing games of all time yeah with the twist and in the atmosphere and just ken levine's genius ken levine did not work on bioshock 2 however uh, still an okay game 
So I, you know, I'd, intis- I'd recommend playing it if you haven't. Same day, Dante's Infernal for PS3 and Xbox 360. Pretty well received, I, I would say. Yeah, it was okay. Um, let's see here. February 11th, Dragon Ball Origins 2. I don't know if you played that at all. I did not get, to, for that, the DS. get to that one, no. Uh, jumping down the list here, Tropico 3 for 360. Uh, da, da, da. I, I know I, what I know what game you're absolutely crazy to talk about soon. Honestly, I, I that's, next, the that's next on, on the list. Here yeah. Uh, February 23rd. I, already, I can't believe yeah. it came out the 23rd. I thought this was later in the year, but what do I know? Heavy Rain for PS3. Man. So, uh, Quantic Dream, the, the makers of Beyond Two Souls and Detroit Become Human, and a game before Heavy Rain that I'm forgetting. That is very famous as well. Fahrenheit? Nope. The Nomad Soul? No, I'm missing one. There's definitely something else that I'm missing. Um, anyway, Heavy Rain. All right, I'll take your word for it, because <laughs> that's all I can remember, yeah, too. No, there's definitely something else that is not on there. Okay. Uh, Heavy Rain, 77 different possible endings for this game. Which that's, that's a few. <laughs> by today's standards, is probably not insane, but these were different, different endings. No, I, I still think seventy-seven different endings is insane, even for today. Fair enough. I don't so, think I don't think we're quite at the point yet where that's oh that that that's only seventy-seven <laughs> endings. All right, maybe we're not there yet, but soon enough. I uh, I read about this game in PlayStation Magazine uh, before it came out. I mean, this is you know dating it a little bit. And I could not wait to get my hands on it. I played the demo. It is all... Yes? I think I know what game you're thinking Indigo of. Indigo Prophecy. Pro- yeah, it yes. was Indigo Prophecy in North America. That's Fahrenheit why. I, Fahrenheit was no- Indigo Prophecy in North America. It, that was it. Indigo Prophecy was made by it Quantic had the, Yeah, it had the different names. Yes. And you can get it on a PlayStation Store, yeah. which is cool. But with the, the game itself, it was all about your decisions. And, you know, Telltale has largely done this or had large, largely done this in their games, like Walking Dead, for example. But this was different. This is a formula that just, it took uncomfortable topics from the real world and brought it into gaming and really made you think. And it was more about not shooting than shooting someone, which I remember David Cage talking about. Mm-hmm. Or just these brutal decisions. How far would you go to save your child was kind of the premise of the game. I was about this this child napping origami killer uh, who would kill his victims once uh, basically the rain reached a a certain amount of of inches for a given week. And it was just, it was unbelievable from an emotional standpoint. I was engrossed in it. Uh, John and I actually talked last episode about games that we had spoiled for us. (laughs) I had this game spoiled for me. That's rough. Uh, Despite its endings, there's one constant and I had that spoiled for me. My own fault. I was looking at something online in terms of uh, like a strategy guide that I shouldn't have, and I, I went too far. <laughs> so it happens, man. Learned my lesson, but it did not ruin the the game for me. I would say if you go in blind, it'll make the mystery all that much better. But uh, Heavy Rain, you can get it on PS4. I it originally was PS3. I I cannot recommend it enough. If you are into storytelling, if you're into a great murder mystery, anything like that. Go play it. You play as four main characters and all their revolving stories. The other thing is, if your char- one of your four characters dies, that character has permadeath. They're done. The story goes on without them. Right. You could finish the games theoretically having killed off all four of your characters. You don't want to do that. Right. But it's kind of fun to think about that there were consequences to every action. So 
yeah, I uh, what a month, man. So January to February there. We had Mass Effect 2. We, stuff. we had a lot of good stuff. And Heavy Rain, which are two of my, my top games ever, which is funny to, to think of that they landed that close. Anything else before we move on to our our final segment here? I think we're good, man. I think we're good, too. So I'm looking forward to going through this list. Yeah, me too here. We're going to briefly run down the the list of uh, the Geekiverse compiled at the end of year Geek Awards voting. So our staff gets together. We vote uh, numerous categories. One of my favorite is our top 10 most anticipated games of the year. So these are the most anticipated games of 2020 as voted on by myself, Jeff Pavlock, John Fick, and Seth Zielinski. So... Uh, We'll go through the list here. There's a little bit for everyone, honestly. It's kind of uh, kind of amazing to see, I guess, every, a little bit of everyone's tastes. There's no real surprise on the list, I would say. Um, but we'll start off with the the 10th game, and it's already out, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're obviously a little late in getting to this. But Dragon Ball Z. How do I pronounce that? Kakarot. All right. That's where I was going to go. I didn't want to make a fool of myself. Do you know who you know who Goku is, right? The mm-hmm. main character. That's yep. his. That's basically his original name. Goku is his name when he gets to Earth. Kakarot was his name when he was on his home planet of the Sa- with the Saiyans. Very good to know. Yeah, learn something new every day. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like Vader and Anakin. Yeah. Think uh, of it that way. <laughs> yeah. See, you can you can if you can relate it to Star Wars, <laughs> right? You can make me understand anything. <laughs> so this um, has, from what I understand and what I've been seeing out there, been getting some really nice. Um, coverage like people are really enjoying this game so far it's it's um it's definitely a big step for dragon ball games because this is you know dragon ball games have traditionally been fighters i would say the vast majority of dragon ball games have always been some kind of 2d or 3d fighter this is going more into like rpg especially jrpg territory which has been it's been done before but certainly not with the production values and the mainstream attention that this is getting uh so i i'm glad to see the dragon ball series trying something different for its video games and it seems to be working out fine it seems like it was a good experiment we gotta play jump force again soon we do need to play jump force again although that's a lot more than dragon ball that's when you get into yu yu Hakusho, veroni kenshin naruto there's a lot going on yeah there's a lot going on in that game that was so much fun um Number nine on the list. So <laughs> we we finally got it here. He looks a little bit like James Gunn in that category or this side. Uh, this we've talked about picture. that before. Yeah. <laughs> no more heroes three. We're finally getting it. Uh, when is this coming out? Actually, when, we, we don't have a release. Date. We, don't have, we just okay. know twenty twenty. Okay. So I was so pumped when that was shown off during Nintendo's direct. I mean, there was so much from that Nintendo direct that made me jump out of my chair. But this one was really cool because I didn't. I didn't yeah. yeah, I didn't. I mean, I didn't think we were ever going to get another traditional No More Heroes. I mean, ten. It was. It's ten years since we had the last one. There was no sign of it coming back. Well, and and then we got a just completely bonkers trailer at the Game Awards for this one. That yeah. was that really weird. Do you remember that really weird one with the kid and the alien? Yep. Apparently, that's the premise of the story. There's this kid who finds an alien. It's basically like E.T. He helps the alien get home. 20 years later, the alien comes back and has, has been a, like a criminal this whole time. 
and he brings his species with him and they want to they want to take over the world by weaponizing society's love of superheroes <laughs> and now and that's the premise of the game then travis has to fight these like weaponized superheroes inst- instead of assassins it's so perfect honestly <laughs> it's ridiculous i love it the it's it, 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 nothing could be more appropriate for this series the more off the wall the better oh yeah exactly that's uh that makes for a fun game yeah, I, I can't wait for off the wall stuff in gaming i always appreciated the saints row series for that yeah that's um, another one that's more notably bon- yeah, just ridiculous yeah uh three and four did a good job of that but it's nice that that made our list you know that's i'm glad that's, that's really nice I think um, my number one pick had something to do with that. Yeah, possibly. I, I, I definitely waited. Yeah, that, yeah. A lot of weight when you, you vote <laughs> like that. Number hey, eight. because we don't know if Breath of Wild 2 is coming out this year. Right. There's no guarantee of that. <laughs> What's funny is uh, we do have... So Geekiverse has been around since 2014 now, and we do have a repeat for most anticipated game. Yeah, I mean, it happens. Uh, it was Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> yep. Got delayed. It had won the previous year's most anticipated game, so it <laughs> carried over. It's going to happen. We all voted for it again. <laughs> that's kind of funny. Nothing set in stone until that game hits store shelves. Yeah, that's for sure. Number eight. Uh, this is a big one, and it's one on the list, maybe more than any other game that we know really nothing about. Right. It's Halo Infinite. Really, Halo 6. Uh, it's coming. I mean, think think of it this way. I love actual names more than numbers. Me too. I just want to interject that. I love that it's Halo Infinite instead of Halo 6. My only thing is I wish they would finish it out. Okay. So I, maybe they will. But I So it was Halo 1, 2, 3, 4. Well, it was Combat Evolved, 2, 3, 4. And then 5 was Guardians. I would love for this to be Halo 6 Infinite. Where do you put ODST in there? Uh, it was Halo 3 ODST. So it was like... Ah, uh, that's right. It was like Halo 3B. Almost, right. Right. I, I remembered it as just being Halo ODST, but you're right. It was, it was yeah, Halo 3, it was wasn't it? Very close. And then there was Reach as well. Halo Reach. That's another one for you. Um, and but, then... Um, what was the real-time strategy one? Halo oh, Wars? Halo Wars, yeah. Yeah. And then there was the sequel. So there, Yeah, there was. There was two of them, wasn't there? I always think you should kind of finish it off. That's kind of an, a minute detail. Um, so maybe the one of the biggest launch games ever for a system. We What comes to mind? Breath of hey, the Wild. You, are you saying Halo Infinite is going to be? Yes. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, Breath of the Wild is up there then. The original Halo, and we didn't know it yes. at the time. No, we didn't know it at the time, launched, no, but... Halo is the reason that Xbox is alive, right? Yeah. Like that. No, that's why the brand is what it is. Absolutely. It is truly the the thing, the IP that sold systems for Microsoft. Yeah. And hopefully, it's going to do the same for the Xbox Series X. It's super thrilling to know that we're getting a Halo on day one. It's just nostalgic mm. in a way, but um, in terms of launch titles for systems, that's going to be one of the biggest ever. No yeah, that Breath of the Wild, Super Mario 64 with N64. I'm oh, yeah. To, trying to think of some others. I've mostly got Nintendo ones in my mind because those are the only systems I've ever bought in day one. <laughs> I think back to 360 and Xbox yeah, give me One. Some, there, yeah, give me some Xbox n- Ones. Nothing that wasn't, um, nothing super notable. I think um, Xbox One was one of the Forzas. And just by me saying sure. one of the Forzas kind of speaks that it's not, uh, you know, a, a huge launch title. Um, but nothing that was like um, a killer app, I guess. 
So there I, was always a Call of Duty and yeah. a Battlefield Day One, but those are you can get them anywhere. I Not did really like Resistance from PlayStation Three. And that's a franchise I wish would come back. Yes, that was good. You know, not in all time great, but I would say in terms of launch titles, it's one of the better ones. And for PS4, Infamous came out after. It, I don't think that was right I don't away. Think, yeah, I don't think it was right away that either. That was a big one for yeah. me. I think it was January or February of the so following too. year. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, unless you like Knack. <laughs> so they'll probably argue well, that you know yeah. uh, you know what is a good one that What's we're that? forgetting uh, PSP yeah. uh, Uncharted Golden Abyss yes not like one of the greatest I said you, got, you gotta give me some Sony and Microsoft ones because all I've got is Nintendo in my head Golden Abyss was a good title I always uh, wanted that to get ported over to PlayStation 4 or 3 back in the day but uh, never say never I guess anyway Halo Infinite like I said we don't know a ton about it we got a, a trailer of, uh, two years ago I was sitting in the theater in LA when that happened and that was bonkers that must have been cool oh man the rumble of the, the <laughs> rhinoceros with the oh man just everything was great having Phil Spencer there anyway uh, that's I gotta imagine you know because people will debate to different degrees the quality of the most recent Halo games 4 and 5 specifically yeah. I've loved them all the way through Yeah. Um, even style changes infinite kind of sounds like it's going to be big right like it, we don't Sprawling, know Sprawling, yeah does it mean kind of a little bit open world where like gears five did that a little bit where it took it in a non-linear direction for better or worse right i don't know uh time will tell but that is sealed my fate for buying an xbox on day one so i'm, I'm saving right now number seven this is very high on the list for me uh lego star wars the skywalker saga i love the lego games some of my most fun memories of growing up uh, are playing the lego star wars games Lauren and I actually, um, it's like the first year we were dating, actually the original Xbox played Lego Star Wars. It was the prequels, so just episodes one through three. We played it during the October storm. It was love at first sight, huh? That was that's it for me. Knew, that's how you knew you were marrying this girl? What did I just say? If you could relate anything to Star Wars, you're good to go with me. That's true, yeah. That was easy peasy, <laughs> and Lauren found that out early. Um, I am really stoked to finally be able to play Last Jedi Lego. Because that's going to be a part of the game. It's it's all nine episodic entries. So no Rogue One, no Solo. Gosh, I hope they bring those to DLC. Yeah. That's a topic for a different time. <laughs> um, but we'll also obviously get Rise of Skywalker. That'll be awesome. Everything I hear from this is that they are revamping the formula. So even though open world has been a thing for a while, there will be worlds within worlds. So when you go to, let's say, episode four you'll get a version of Tatooine that you may not see in episode six. Oh, okay. That's kind of interesting. I don't know how specific that gets, but that's kind of what I've heard in some right. media coverage. So the so environments far. are going to change a little bit depending on the movie. It's adapting. Exactly. Interesting. So you'll go through your typical stories. I also don't know if this is true or not, but I, I swore, uh, that they were going back to the non, uh, verbal communication. Kind of like the, like the, hmm, like the oh, oh, yeah. or the Charlie Brown, yeah. So you know, parents' voice. Lord of the Lego Lord of the Rings was one of the first to take the movie dialogue and just undercut it under what the Legos were doing. Yeah, and it's good, but some of the charm of those original ones was that they they weren't talking. Yeah, that they were kind of cute. It's right? nonverbal communication more so. Yeah, yeah. so we'll uh, we'll see what happens with that. But I would peg this comes out in the summer sometime. We don't have a release date yet but I will be playing it right away. Lego Force Awakens was a blast, and I hope they took what they did with that and go off uh, 
a little bit from that path for this one. Number six on the list. So we're talking about games that were delayed. Here we go. This was supposed to come out. In yet another one. <laughs> yet another one. Doom Eternal. So we unfortunately are not getting the Switch version on day one, but we are getting the game in March. So this will be my first purchased game of the year. Yeah, that wasn't a terrible delay, at least, because what was it? November it yeah. was originally going to come out, so yeah, four months. I could live with that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's not too, too bad. The other thing was, like I said, it, I was playing Jedi Fallen Order right around this time anyway. Yeah. So it was fine for me to get that delayed. Um, I'm hoping for more of the same. I even wrote in our article, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. No, I'd probably fine if we get a very safe, conservative sequel yep, with I'm this. All about it. Although I was just stupidly impressed by the demo at this last E3. I think that the pace and just the movement, how fluid it is, it really looks outstanding for a first-person shooter. Although the, the last Doom already established that. It was unbelievable. I, it's one of my favorite first-person shooters ever. You just don't see first-person shooters play like that. It's so no. rare that they move with that kind of pace. That tempo is incredible. Right. Rage 2 touched on it a bit. You've got to be you know, really up, up speed to, to be competitive. Doom is a whole new ball game. Cannot wait for that one. That's going to be a day one for me. Uh, number five, uh, this one debuted E3 2018. Yeah, because it was during. Um, it was during the weird presentation. Yeah, right? where there where Resident Evil. There. Two, yeah, where actually Resident Evil Two was first yes, unveiled, so that was and it. then The Last of Us Two had maybe not its first showing, but probably its longest and most in depth. Yep. demonstration oh, for sure. yeah but the, and i want to say ghost of tsushima was the first one that sony showed that night uh um, i could be wrong but it was last of us okay i only know that because we moved from the church to the, right the lights were on <laughs> were overhead or something like that it was like the jar lights or something like that yeah right check out my um <laughs> i vlogged for me 3 2018 and the videos on our youtube youtube.com slash the geekiverse and i took video footage inside the microsoft theater but also inside where sony had us for last of us part two and then where we walked out to go into the next room for the rest of it. But first up was Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. This game, man. Um, it's beautiful. Breathtaking. Yeah, I, uh, I can't wait. I, we don't, I don't think we have a, a, a release date yet. I don't believe we do either. Or not really a window except for 2020. Right. So this very well could yeah, fall off. Because it, look, it looks ambitious too. I mean, like it looks like they're trying to go full open world while also really... Um, really making this combat and exploration something to remember i i really love the demonstration that we got a year and a half ago um combat looks super precise uh, you know I, i've described this game as being as beautiful as it is brutal you know when you're just exploring it's uh, it's gorgeous the world is really impressive um set in 13th century japan but then the combat is just gnarly at times um so i'm excited to see what this one does and this is quite different from what we've seen from Sucker Punch. That too, yeah. So this is their first game since Infamous at the beginning of the PS4 generation. Right? I am, in, yes. And I am really interested to see if this is entirely realistic or if this does dive into any supernatural kind of elements. Because so far we've just seen that it's, you know, this main character fighting the Mongol army. But I wonder if they're going to include any kind of mystical or mythical elements in there or if it's just grounded in realism we don't know relatively speaking we haven't seen a ton on the game right like, there's a little bit of a theme on this list mm -hmm. right either delays or right. ambiguous release dates or not seeing a lot but that was one that gripped from the beginning it almost looked like very calculated um 
combat. Right. Yeah. So we'll see what it's that got looks a little like. bit of Assassin's Creed in it. Kind of has that maybe a touch of the souls. Yeah, I was, I was just yeah, you know, you know, movement and parrying. You know, very you know, timing is extremely important. It seems to be in it. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I, PlayStation has dominated exclusives this generation when it comes to PlayStation and Xbox, and this looks like it's going to be one more of those. Days Gone was kind of one that fell off uh, last year under the radar, but. Uh, would you bet that this is a PS5 game? Or maybe uh, cross-generational? I'm going to say they still try and stick with PS4. I mean, they already have shown the box art for it. Have you seen Have you no. seen that? Oh, no, don't, I, let uh, me pull this up real quick. And if you're listening and you have the chance, um, just search the box art for Ghost of Tsushima. It is one of the most impressive pieces of art I've ever seen for a vinegar. I did not realize that was a thing. Hold on. So I went, they were doing... I would imagine what they're doing with like Last of Us. So Last of Us came off as the swan song for the PS3. Last of Us Part Two. Yes, that's what I think they're going for. With is it. right at the end of the PS4 generation. But I wouldn't be shocked if next year we got a PS5 remastered. There. Let's take a look at this. That is the box art for oh, it. Oh man, I got goosebumps right now. Like I said, folks, if you can Google search it real quick, it is fabulous. It is a fabulous piece of art. So this game is clearly high on atmosphere. Yeah. It's important to the game, it's, as we saw in the trailer and as you saw in the E3 presentation. Seriously, watch my video. You, I filmed as I was walking in, and the screen that Sony's got, this super wide-cut screen across the whole room, just gorgeous. We yeah. also got control at that presentation. People don't remember. Was that the fourth game that it was? Because I remember it was like only four or five games that no. they showed. Sony wanted to do four first-party yeah. things. The control was not that, but okay. it was Last of Us, Ghost... Spider-Man, I forget. That's what it was. Yeah, Spider-Man. God That's, of War was already out. Right. Detroit was already out, so I don't remember what the other one was. But Yeah. Uh, I mean, hey, quality over quantity, I guess, because all of those games were yes. big, big Resident hits. Resident Evil 2 came out of nowhere, yeah. right? We didn't, yeah, we had no idea at that time. Cause we were, and I remember when we were watching that trailer, it starts with like the rat just running across the screen, and I think it was Sam with us. Andrew might have been with us because we were at home. We weren't with you in yeah. Los Angeles at the actual conference, and we had no idea what the game was. I was sitting there, you know, just trying, you know, racking my mind, what could this possibly be? Um, so yeah, no, that one that was a big surprise, and that was one of the cooler. That was that shocked, yeah. Oh, at man. that E three, yeah, I remember it just being gorgeous. <laughs> uh, speaking of Resident Evil, yes, yeah, yeah, right. Number four, on this our couldn't list. be more appropriate. <laughs> Resident Evil three, and we just have to wait a few months, but man. It's funny, I uh, I didn't vote for this at all. <laughs> it didn't make my list because I, sure. I hadn't played yeah. two yet. Yeah. But it would have. Right, now that you got the connection a and little bit. Two also was not on my ballot for 2019 Game of the Year because I had not played it yet. Had it Understandable. been played by me, yeah. both of these might have been even higher. Right. And I believe Resident Evil 2 finished third. It finished relatively high in our top ten. It was pretty high up in list. our top ten, yeah. So we're getting another fantastic... It, it would appear remake of a Resident Evil game, and this time Resident Evil Three. Yep, this one. This looks one beautiful. Be cool. I've watched the trailer a ton since beating Resident Evil Two. <laughs> I got to tell you, uh, it's a big deal. So that is coming out in April, PS4 and Xbox One. 
This one will be cool because even the original Resident Evil 3 was very open-ended compared to the first two. Um, you know, Raccoon City is just completely in chaos at the start of the, of the story for this game. Um, it's really like one giant playground for you. So I would say, and I would imagine more so than the Resident Evil 2 remake, this one's going to be a lot more non-linear. Um, choice is going to be a lot heavier and you're really just going to be able to kind of go about at your whim and complete the story as you please. Um, all the while, Nemesis will be chasing you and trying to kill you. So have fun with that. Even more so than Mr. X was from Resident Evil 2. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, thanks. Just the look on your face tells me you had some fun experiences with Mr. X. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. I certainly did. Lots of cussing there. <laughs> uh, number three on the list. So we talked about game delays. Uh, this one kind of was the highlight of the week news-wise for gaming. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077. I don't think it hurts anticipation in the least bit, but now it is coming out September 17th instead of April. It is what it is. No big deal. Uh, there is a really interesting editorial from uh, Kotaku that talks about how game delays actually hurt uh, people that work at game development companies. I encourage you to go read that. Um, it's kind of sobering to think of uh, if you're ever burned out at work or think you're having a bad day. Yeah. Go go take a read with that. Um, they're talking about how it extends people's days. Right. The crunch. For months. Right. Yeah. Uh, the, the crunch doesn't yeah. get any better. No. It doesn't open up their time. It just means that they've got a crunch for longer. You're right. So, uh, regardless. I don't think Project CD Project Red is doing crunch, though. From what I understand, their working environment is um, a lot more welcoming and under and understanding of you know people's time and commitment that's what it sounds like um it almost sounds like they're delaying this so that they avoid crunch for this game yeah and uh i i wrote it up i haven't pasted it into our article yet but was there any greater moment i think at e3 than keanu just popping out on stage and being a part of this game let alone you know first of all it's a big deal that keanu reeves is in the game and a prominent character from what it sounds like yeah second of all he was there yeah, he was, he was on stage he oh, yeah man I, I i've always said short of maybe robert downey jr possibly and not even that at this point i don't know if he would have gotten a more well-received actor walking into this game because that was just a couple weeks after john wick 3 came out in theaters yeah, it was maybe not even a full month absolutely incredible uh high pedigree from from cd project red with the witcher series and we're excited for this game. There's not much we, we haven't covered with it. So we'll just have to wait a few more months to get it. Speaking of waiting a few more months to get it, we're going to have to wait till September 4th for Marvel's Avengers from Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics. I'm not happy that these games are so close together now. Yeah. Uh, nothing yeah, that which, they were super which, far which, apart, but now they're two weeks apart. Yeah, which one are you going to pick right away if it has to be? I, I, I'm not, push, no, I, I don't expect you to answer that question. That's just... I'm throwing that out there I'll, as a hypothetical. I'll, I will tell you, if push comes to shove, it'll be Avengers for me. I, uh, yeah, no, I get that. Because I still Just haven't saying. finished Witcher 3, and I don't, I don't want to be that way with Cyberpunk. I want to get in, and yeah. I want to play it. But I, I haven't finished Red Dead Redemption 2 either. Some of those big games are kind of daunting to me. But Marvel's Avengers didn't have a, a an incredible showing last E3. I think all of the, the foundation seemed to really promise a nice game coming up, though. Um, and then Crystal Dynamics has a nice pedigree with the Tomb Raider reboots over the last few years. So that's very exciting. Uh, what's your what's your level of excitement for this game? What what are your thoughts here? I don't feel like we've talked about it a ton. Um, I got to... I got to see a little more of the gameplay before I'm sold on it, but I I think the concept is definitely there. 
Um, this definitely feels to me like the most ambitious superhero game since probably Arkham Knight, I would say. That's a big deal, you know, for I, someone I, I like that. Yeah, I can't think of any other superhero property in gaming that's that's gone to this um, level. I mean, and I love the Injustice games, for example. Yeah. But, you know, the ambition factor in this is, you, you can feel this one. And with Injustice, not to take anything away from it, but you can almost argue there's a little bit of a foundation in place with yes, the Mortal Kombat games, exactly, for example. Yeah, and th- yeah, they absolutely have that um, those fighting mechanics in there. And maybe that is a, a thing here, too, with how you control Lara and Tomb Raider, but this is pretty different from what you're seeing. You're going, you know, Tomb Raider slash Indiana Jones slash Uncharted kind of genre to superheroes. Yeah. So... And yeah, is it you know is there going to be that connection to Spider Man? Oh man, you know it, it's going to be interesting so. if they're going to if they're planning to do some kind of shared universe. But I proposed the we'll Marvel see. Gaming Universe last year. Go read my article. I hope this is it coming to fruition here. Uh, number one on the list uh, is no real surprise. Another game that was delayed. Uh, this is coming out in May now. It was going to come out in February. The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, we covered Last of Us earlier in the show, and that's exactly why I went back and played it. I knew right after Christmas I was going to be playing Last of Us because originally it was coming out in February. Right. So I wanted to get it in uh, just to to kind of, I guess, wet my whistle again uh, for my <laughs> appetite for for that. And while we're talking about the Last of Us and Naughty Dog. It's funny you see a similar trajectory almost with Naughty Dog and Sucker Punch, right? Because Sucker Punch had Sly Cooper, mm-hmm. kind of this oh, yeah, cartoon yeah, yeah. character, yeah. and then they go to Infamous, a little bit more serious, and then we get to Naughty Last of Us, which is or um, Naughty sorry, Dog, uh, no, yeah. Ghost of Tsushima, oh, yeah, which yeah, yeah. Sorry, looks sorry, like yeah. a, a dark atmospheric game. Yeah, Naughty Dog goes, and I'm missing games in between, but they go Crash Bandicoot. I see what you're saying to Uncharted. You know, fun kind of action game. To the Last of Us was a very dark, uh, emotional game. So it's 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 fun to see those studios kind of grow up with their uh, their fans. I guess almost. yeah, there is kind of a similar in a way you know production pattern there. I I, yeah. I, I know what you mean now. So Last of Us Part Two, no better way for Sony to sort of end the PS4 generation and the immense success that it was in terms of first party games. What else is there to say about Last of Us Part Two? Uh, I can't wait to to spend more time in that world, spend time as Ellie and and with Joel, and we'll kind of go from there. But I imagine this uh, makes its way to PS Five in the next year and a half as well. Hi, <laughs> we have a very special visitor. We do. Watch, watching, very uh, watching us just now. Hi, hi Daisy. You can uh, kind of wave to the camera. <laughs> no, okay. Um, so that's our top 10 list. We'd love to hear yours. Again, visit us, facebook.com slash thegeekiverse, or leave a comment at youtube.com slash thegeekiverse to let us know what your list looks like and which of our games uh, made the cut as well for you. So wrapping up this episode of Geek's Got Game, the first one of 2020, we went a little bit longer here because we had a little bit more to cover. There's a lot to go over. Yeah, and not bad time-wise. No, not at all. We did a pretty good job. Not from what I can see. We've got to record an episode of Pluscast after this. So... Uh, Jeff. Wha- oh boy, here comes. And Lydia we got Rock. a dog. Beautiful dog. Hey, buddy. Big old lab. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Uh, Jeff, where can we find you on social media? What can you plug for your own 
work as well as the Geekiverse. You can find me on Twitter at Jeffrey Povs and on Instagram, Jeff Pavlock. Um, in addition to the numerous you know top 10 lists we did last year, I put together a our favorite gaming moments of 2019. So not necessarily what our favorite games were, but what our favorite sequences were, whether it was a cutscene, um, a boss battle, our favorite you know instances or memories from specific games of last year. Uh, we had some really interesting ones on there. If you do read it and you haven't played Astral Chain and Jedi Fallen Order yet, uh, I'd stay away from it because there are some spoilers. So just keep that in mind. It's a great list. I challenge you to guess where my moment came from. You'll never guess the game that I possibly picked from. You actually will. Lauren, (laughs) if you had to guess a game that I picked my favorite moment for last year to come from, where would you say? Oh my gosh. She picked Star Wars. It is Jedi Fallen Order. What a dummy. uh, Go check the list. Listen, it was Rogue One-esque. That's all you need to know. Go read the article. Um, I am at Josiah DeLaroy on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me there on social media. Uh, often talking about games, movies, and uh, the Buffalo Sabres, who have been playing a little bit nicer lately. They're getting but, there. Uh, I'm not quite dead inside. I'm close to it. Oh, yeah. But yeah. the Bills had a, a nice season, so that was fun. They did. Most fun season probably of our lifetime, uh, be it that we were know, aware. Yeah. You know, like yeah. They had the Super Bowl years, but we were four. Yes, we were. We were zero to four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's how that went. But um, lots going on at the Geekiverse. As I mentioned, we are uh, about to record an episode of PlusCast. So if you are into Disney Plus and all things Disney, you'll want to check out that podcast and video wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that's Apple Pods or on SoundCloud. And then you can check out the video at youtube.com slash the Geekiverse. In terms of movie reviews, we've got a lot going on there this year. Uh, We've already reviewed a few. You can check those out, including... What I think is going to be my movie in the, of the year in 1917. Uh, yeah, I gotta, my, go, I gotta go see that. <laughs> absolutely unbelievable. Uh, get your hands on that as soon as you possibly can. That is worth your time and money. I might go see it again. I'm upset that it's I'll not on IMAX. You. It's it's not playing on IMAX, and that is that a movie, doesn't make any sense whatsoever. That is a movie that needs to be seen on IMAX. Yeah, that's one that would actually justify it. <laughs> Ugh, but it is what it is. So, thank you for listening slash watching to this episode of Geek Scott Game, the Geek vs. All Video Game Podcast. For Jeff, I'm Josiah. We will see you next month. Losing sleep.